I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. A very special hour on General Conference Weekend. When nothing else works on KSL News Radio. I'm Amanda Dixon, your host on When Nothing Else Works. We're talking this segment about ketamine. It's an anesthetic used to medically induce sleep in patients for surgery. It's also used to treat depression when the disorder resists other treatments. More clinics throughout Utah are providing ketamine to fight depression. And KSL News Radio's Peter Seymour joins me. Why is this treatment rising in popularity, Peter? Because it's uh, it's considered by many uh, a safe alternative. It is sanctioned by the FDA for, for use. And basically, it's just an anesthetic. So, uh, again, uh, as I talked about in the last segment, we are focusing on treatments that target areas of the brain that express pain. So as an ana- with an anesthetic, it is supposed to put you to sleep so that it suppresses any pain that you would feel, and that's why more people are turning to it. You know, it's interesting because when you talk to someone who has depression, they will say, I'm in pain. It is a kind of pain. Sometimes they feel physical pain, or sometimes it's just the pain of living with this feeling of, of it's almost like there's a weight pressing down. So I can see why they would turn to something that might suppress pain. Not like there's a sharp stabbing pain in my no. hand, but it's almost the pain of living. It's debilitating. I mean, and again, if you can't think straight, if you have these awful thoughts, they're stopping you from living your full life. They're stopping you from functioning even normally. So pain is pain no matter what, as yeah. you said. And I, I wanted to, so I went down to this uh, ketamine clinic. It was called the Utah Ketamine Clinic in American Fork. And I got to meet a patient there. She was there with another patient who was undergoing the treatment. It left her woozy afterward. But the woman who was not going through treatment, she wanted to remain anonymous. She says that her life has totally changed with ketamine because she has new hope. Before I started ketamine, I remember telling my husband that this was the last thing I was going to do for depression I couldn't do anymore. And I wasn't necessarily going to harm myself. It's just I would welcome death at any point because I couldn't do anymore. And so after going through the treatment and having that perspective change, when I do start feeling those signs of depression, I don't get so hopeless. I hate the feeling, but I think, okay, there's still hope out there and there's still help. I believe that this is a lifelong battle for most people that have clinical depression long-term. And now having the ketamine treatments, I am okay with that. 
Now, again, like we were talking about last time with the therapy that we discussed uh, last in our last segment, Peter, I want to know how a person qualifies for this kind of treatment and whether it's insurable. So ketamine is a little bit more insurable because it's becoming a little more reputable faster and it's got less of a stigma attached to it than some of these other treatments. Again, it, it all t- comes down to the person, not just for insurance, but also for whether the treatment will actually work in them. They've had uh, different therapies that have been made available to them. And for, I'll, I talked to Ryan Blaney about this. Now, he's the co-founder of the Utah Ketamine Clinic in American Fork. There are other ketamine clinics in Utah right now. He's a certified registered nurse anesthetician, CRNA. So basically his job is to provide anesthetic in his day job, and then he and his partner come and run this clinic at night when they see patients. So he understands the fierce opposition and even the fierce support for this treatment, especially because they're related to sensitive topics like depression and suicide. You're going to get two pretty hard camps, especially with a drug like ketamine that's been repurposed from a sedative into treating depression. You're going to have skeptics. You're going to have people that naysay, people that don't believe literature, people that don't feel that it's safe. And rightfully so. We understand that one hundred percent. That's why we try and adhere to protocols that have been studied well, protocols that have been proven. And we also try and make our own improvements clinically based upon what we see from individual to individual as we monitor them short term and long term. And part of the reason that the insurance is sketchy with this is because it's such a relatively new treatment. Ryan was telling me that they're writing the rules like a lot of other ketamine providers as they go along. Yes, this is uh, sanctioned by the state and by the FDA, but again, there are hardly any protocols out there for such a treatment, and that's why insurers are nervous. Mm. Um I want to know, too, about the results. Are they as good as this woman had who we heard from earlier, or are people, are some people who are taking the treatment not responding as well? And the co-founder of that clinic, Zachary Taylor, he, he was very honest with me, and, he, and so was uh, Ryan, by the way, but Zachary tells me that the results with ketamine have been mixed. We've had patients that have told us, if this doesn't work, I'm going to take my own life. We've had patients that said, this is the first time I've ever felt like living. We've had patients that have completed the treatment series that haven't been so successful. And, you know, they really feel like they don't know where to turn. We refer them out to more talk therapy. We've had patients that have come into the clinic that have attempted suicide. And after receiving treatment, they say that those thoughts have completely gone away. It reminds me of the name of this series that we're doing, Peter. When nothing else works, you try anything. And this ketamine may be that anything. Absolutely. And, you know, what do they have to lose at this point? We've talked to patients over the years that suffer from epilepsy, and that's why they're resorting to, you know, marijuana oils. And that's a subject for another show, of course. But, again, nothing else is working. This seems like it's safe. They're suffering anyway. Why not? Why not try it? Do they sleep during the time? Is that what it is? They sleep and wake up feeling better? They become sleepy because, again, they're getting the anesthetic slowly pumped into them intravenously. So instead, so if, if they were to receive ketamine as if they were going into a surgery, then, yeah, it would be injected a lot faster so that the surgeons can begin their work. In this case, obviously no surgery. They're slowly pumping the uh, vial or the tube over a course of 45 minutes. So basically it leaves the patient woozy. When they wake up from it, when they wake up from the effects of the injection, then they start to feel, as the first patient said, that 
they can think better. They have other ways of coping. The painful, depressive thoughts are gone. Now they can concentrate the, their thinking capabilities, their cognitive functions on dealing with their depression mm. on a regular basis. Fascinating. Thank you, Peter. Up next on When Nothing Else Works, KSL News Radio's Mary Richards joins us to talk about parent-child interactive therapy, or PCIT. One mom shares how it changed their whole family dynamic. That's next.